0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination Podcast. I'm Mark Vibbert, and with me this week is Stanford Clark. Hi. Uh, and so this is basically, this is going to be our first news-only episode. We're going to be doing these every other week with Stanford, who's our head writer on the website. Uh, he's been on many other episodes of the show. Uh, but yeah, so basically we divided this so now that instead of taking half the show to do news, we'll do one Episode every other week just dedicated to news, and then the other weeks we'll be doing our episodes that are focused on our main topics, like interviews with people or movies that are coming out that we're talking about, or whatever else our main topic may be that week. So, yeah, so hopefully, you guys like this kind of new format we're going to be doing every weekend. We're going to be trying to get these to you every Wednesday now, too. We got you 50, episode 56 last week on a Wednesday, so. Hopefully, as you're listening to this, episode 57 was will be released on January 15th, 2014. So, Stanford, why don't you tell them all about the podcast in case they haven't listened to us before. Definitely. Thanks, Mark.
1: This podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature an animated series or film from the past to present. Whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion, if it's animated, it's up for discussion.
0: Yeah. So that is our opening for today. We'll be back in a few seconds with uh, two reviews that we have going on. So see you in a few seconds. And we're back with our two reviews for this week. Uh, The first one is not animated, but I believe it's a good show, and uh, some of the actors in the show have done voice work before, Uh, one of them being Sam Witwer, who actually does the voice on a show we'll be talking about in a little little bit. Uh, He did the voice of Darth Maul on the, the, the Clone Wars animated series, as well as a few other characters on there as well. And he did the voice of course of The Secret Apprentice and the Force Unleashed video games. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed the show. It's an American remake of the British TV show, Being Human. Uh, it's on the Sci-Fi Channel, and I really enjoy the cast where it's got, like I said, it's got Sam Witwer, uh, also Sam Huntington, uh, who you guys may remember as Mimi Siku from Jungle to Jungle, and he was also uh, Jimmy Olsen in Superman Returns. Uh, and then it's has uh, Megan Rath and Kristen Hager in the show as well. And I, I really like the show. It's a, a, about a werewolf, a uh, ghost, and a vampire living together, which which is kind of a cool idea. Have you ever seen the show, Stanford?
1: No, it sounds really cool. I've seen the ads for this U.S. version,
0: Yeah, uh, but I, I haven't watched it yet. I believe the first two seasons are on, on Netflix Instant as well. I think they are, too. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. And then we got uh, the actor who played Jacob and Lost, Mark Pellegrino, is on the show as as well, like in more of like a guest star role in season three. Uh, he was the like a main kind of villain in season one, but yeah, I really enjoy the show. It keeps getting better each season as as it goes on. And like I said, the first two seasons are on on Netflix, uh, but the Blu-ray that's coming out. Uh, has Beyond the Scenes feature on there That's pretty cool Kind of goes in depth with like how they wrote the story for the season Where they introduced zombies And witches as well So that was pretty cool You can watch the Being Human panel from Comic Con Last year if you weren't able to make it Into Ballroom 20 When they did their panel Which I, I think always liked that when they put the panels From Comic Con on, on the Blu-rays for the TV shows So that way I like, agree Especially with how Comic-Con is getting so huge now that, like, if you wait, even, like, overnight, sometimes you're not guaranteed to get into the the panel you wanted to get into. Right. So that's nice that they still have that on there for people to to check out. Uh, The cast's on Cliffhanger, so they kind of talk a little bit about, like, where this season leaves off and, like, where they think they may go in season four, which actually, as we record this today, starts tonight for season four on TV. And then there's bloopers uh, for basically almost every single episode they have on there, which are about half an hour altogether. So you get a nice half an hour of bloopers you can watch and check out. And uh, when I went to the, the Phoenix Comic Con last year, Sam Witwer was, was there. And I have some audio from that that I wanted to put in an episode, but I'm never like sure exactly which episode to put it in. So maybe I'll throw that in here somewhere. But... He he talked a little bit about doing voice work for the, the Clone Clone Wars and the like I said the Star Wars on Force Unleashed video games. As well. So if you hear that a little bit later in the show, then I did decide to put it in put it into this episode. <laughs> well, obviously it's, it's, it's different, you know, being in front of a
2: microphone and having a voice recorded, and actually But what helped you along the way to either do the voice in, in, in Unleashed and then from there on moving on? Well, people, people maybe don't totally understand this, but this <coughs> was an on-camera game with some voiceover elements. So all those cutscenes, those were shot with, with motion camera, captured cameras, and the other actors were there with us. And so that was familiar territory. And I'm running around, you know, with like a microphone in my hand pretending it's a lightsaber. I <laughs> it convince me to betray my master. <laughs> And, you know, at that point, the director's like, this is ridiculous, someone go downstairs and get this guy a lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) We have these things here. We have tons of them. Go get them one. This is embarrassing. Um, but, but the voiceover elements, um, came about two things. One, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't in those cutscenes. You know, when you're, when you're playing the game, the character is saying things. And that, you know, so I was in a voiceover booth, and I had to learn how to do that. I wasn't very good at it to begin with. You know, there were moments where I, you know, I'm playing Force Unleashed, I'm like, whoa, I didn't really (laughs) think that through. But uh, it was that, it was was the voiceover elements in that game, and then it was also um, convincing Hayden Blackman to hire me as the emperor for that. So, I mean, you know, because I was like, "Are, are you getting Ian McDermott to do it? And he's like, no, I'm like, well then, and probably she'd me. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? I'm like, because I do it good. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and then eventually, I remember my buddy David Collins who was the lead sound designer, and he also played Proxy in The four on which he stole the role. They, they had some celebrity in mind that I won't tell you who it was. Who would have done it by the way? And, but just David did it really well, and he did it first, so when we were doing these read-throughs, David was uh, doing proxy really, really well, until eventually they're like, you oh, that's a proxy. <laughs> it's kind of like Anthony Daniels wasn't supposed to be the voice of C-3PO, but people are like Richard Dreyfus are like, I can't feel better than him, this is awesome. <laughs> so anyway, David says to me, David Collins is saying, look, man, we're going to do a read-through of Force Unleashed. Don't do The Emperor, because Let's record it first, and I'll tweak it, and we'll make it sound like more like Ian McDermott. I'm like, okay. So I didn't prepare it at all. So then we're about to go into through the read-through, and, and Hayden Blackman's like, hey, Sam. Hey, Hayden. Hey, so you think you can do the Emperor, huh? Hayden's like this big football player guy, right? He's the lead of the project. And that's why Joe Okota, by the way, is the football player of Jedi Masters, right? Football coach. Go out there and get Tear that Star Destroyer out of the sky! That's Hayden Blackman right there. So, but Hayden's like, yeah, go ahead, do it. Baby. And I'm like, well, but, but and I'm looking at David like, I wouldn't practice. <laughs> I wouldn't practice this. And you told me not to, you know. You told me not to. So then I just launched into the Emperor, and uh, and then Hayden said, okay, well I guess maybe you'll do it. <laughs> so that was uh, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then I, I ended up doing the Emperor for other projects after that. And you know, may yet do the Emperor in the future. Who knows? How do you do the Emperor? Very <laughs> carefully. <laughs> um, okay there was a line, in, I, you have to really warm up, you know, but there was a line in, in Force Unleashed. Because the thing with the Emperor is that he's funny, and I don't know that people think about the Emperor as being funny, but he is. He's really, really funny, you know, the, Oh, i afraid the detective sheep will be quite <laughs> Pure, when things are going his way, right? So there was this force awesome unleashed passage that Hayden wrote. And by the way, Hayden Blackman's a great writer. I was reading these Emperor lines, and I'm like, yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand how to write for the Emperor. The Emperor wouldn't <laughs> say this. Oh, wait a second, Amy McDermott is a much better actor than me. Okay. and then I looked at the script. No, this is, this is how the Emperor does it. I'm just not that good. <laughs> so then, uh, but there's this one passage. He's got the rebels all in front of him, and he's, he's got him. He's got all the, all the guys he's trying to, to capture, him, and he's got him there. And he's about to tell them. They've been plotting against him, so he's going to tell them what's happening to him. And he says, uh, you've all been branded traitors to the Empire. You will be interrogated and tortured. You will give me the names of your friends and your allies.
0: And then you will die. <laughs>
2: For that in one of the read-throughs, I knew that that was, that was right, because the emperor is, actually, he does have that sense of humor and that beautiful smile. <laughs> one last question, and then we can go ahead and open it up to the audience, if you guys want to start lining up on the side of the
1: There she goes. <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure you're familiar with some episodes that might be coming out 2015 for Star Wars, episode seven. Um, they're gonna start filming some of those. Now, seeing that you have some background in acting, and seeing that you have some background in voice acting, do you think perhaps you might wanna go in your hands and see if maybe either 7, 8, or 9 could <clears throat> be a possibility of... Just trying to figure out where JJ's kids go to school so I can kidnap. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, you know what it is? It's just like they're gonna... They, they, as I understand it, haven't started the casting project process yet, and uh, I certainly would be interested in in auditioning for sure, absolutely. I mean, I, I would um, really like those movies to be good. You know? <laughs> and, uh, so I just, I just really hope that they cast a wide net and find the right people. You know, I don't, I don't know that everyone here, for example, is a Star Wars fan. You know, Star Wars has always been cast. Uh, who, who was Mark Hamill, who was Harrison Ford, who was Carrie Fisher? They weren't anyone, you
0: know? <laughs> like, they just happened to have the right personalities. And they had big personalities.
2: And I think eight, I think that uh, J.J. Is, is smart enough to realize that he has some big personalities for those films. You know, so how long since the last movie? Came out, was it six or five? Or five? five. Oh, five? It's a while since the last movie, and yet Star Wars is like stronger than ever. Why is that, you know? Like, I think the Clone Wars is the reason that Disney had to shell out four billion as opposed to maybe two, you know? I mean, it kept the fan base uh, alive and, and really uh, fed them, you know? And, and some force niche. you know, at the time they was on. so. Uh, but, but Filoni is, is absolutely the, the real deal, and, uh, when he gets, like, a, a shot of a feature or something, I want to be there. So in order to do that, i got to kiss his ass right now. <laughs> you listening, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, I would do anything that he asked. You know, if you wanted me to come and do whatever I would do. Yeah. Well, thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: But, yeah, so that comes out this week. Definitely check that out, and you can check the first two seasons out on Netflix. Uh, the next one is The Nut Job, starring Will Arnett, Liam Neeson, uh, Katherine Heigl, uh, amongst amongst others in this film. Uh, the voices of, I should say. Uh, it comes out this Friday, the 17th. And I got a chance to see it this past weekend with my son at a, a screening. Uh, Morgan from the Rotor Scruppers was there as well. Uh, she actually gave me a ride, so thank you again, Morgan. Uh, but yeah, I I would say I probably enjoyed I'm gonna to try to do a spoiler free review for this since this will be out before the movie comes out but I think I enjoyed Free Birds that movie more than I enjoyed this and take that for what you will if you've seen Free Birds um, but yeah I thought Will Arnett did a really good job for for his character of Shirley the squirrel in the film. I thought the animation was actually pretty well done for a lot of the scenes, uh, which kind of be deceived by the the TV spots that they've been playing for it because some of the animation doesn't look all that good in some of the, the little clips they've been showing. But I don't think this is really a spoiler because someone has already listed it on, on Wikipedia, but uh, they use the song Gangnam Style in the movie.
1: Oh, right, because I yeah. think Sai
0: he's got a cameo.
1: And a credit, I think, for it too, right? I think that, yeah.
0: I won't say exactly where the cameo is, but uh, I had a little bit of a problem with that because there's weird scale issues for him as a human and the squirrels, like he was almost the same size as them. So I'll let you try to figure that out.
1: So it's actually Psy and not a character that It's like legitimately
0: him... (laughs) Char- ah. Characterized. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Okay. In the film, so yeah, I mean, Catherine uh, Heigl's basically playing herself again. Herself. Um but yeah, I liked Liam Neeson. He he was pretty cool as as Raccoon, uh, you know, playing the wise Raccoon and whatnot. But we get to see Liam Neeson and Will Arnett again next month, like we were talking about last episode and the Lego movie. So it's more. Animated voice work to look forward to from from those two, uh, yeah. So I would say definitely if you're if you've been intrigued by the the nut job trailers and stuff and you, you'd like to go see it, go see it. If you haven't by by them, then I'm not gonna be able to sway you to go see it. So that's my my two cents on it. Uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth in the next episode too after it's come out yeah that's our our reviews and new releases for the week so we'll be back in a few seconds with our main segment which is news this week our news, our main segment this week. Uh, the first ch- chunk is going to be about Disney's Frozen. I'll let Stanford take it away with talking about their win last night at the Golden Globes.
1: Yeah, so Frozen was the winner in the Best Animated Feature Film category at the 71st Annual Golden Globe Awards. It was held last night in Los Angeles. And uh, the directors Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck were there to accept the award, which is cool. Uh, as you probably saw on TV, you know everybody sits at those big, round banquet right. tables. And the uh, uh, the Disney team was there, and Full Force John Lasseter was there.
0: Celebrating his birthday.
1: Yeah, it was his birthday, so that was a cool way, cool way to get it. And Bobby Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez, the songwriters, were also there. They were up for an award, too, which uh, they did not win, but... Uh, so Frozen one, uh, The other two films it was up against were uh, The Crudes from DreamWorks and Despicable Me 2 from Illumination Entertainment. So anyway, congrats to Frozen and, and the Walt Disney uh, Animation Studios team. I saw on Twitter today that Bob Iger uh, did a drop-by at, at the Animation Studios building there in Burbank. They're on the studio lot and, and congratulated the team. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it looked like I've also seen on Twitter today a lot of different animators that I follow there at Disney uh, have been uh, have had photo ops with the with the uh, award itself along right. with Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee and and Peter Del Vecco. Have you seen those, Mark? Yeah. Any of those pictures? So that's exciting. Fun yeah. for the studio. I'm really happy for them.
0: I Always like when when Pixar posts those too. Like yes. Like last year with Brave, like with Mar- especially with Mark Andrews. Like that guy's. <laughs> yeah, very photogenic. <laughs> That's just fun. yeah, like, uh, yeah, and and then like you said, let it go. Uh, lost to the Mandela Long Walk to Freedom.
1: Right, and like, how, how could they win
0: in that category? I'm wondering too
1: if they're if if they're going to be able to win the uh, uh, Oscar.
0: Well, I hope they too. they get nominated for the Oscar too. Before. I hope
1: they get nominated at least. Yeah, and I just don't. I, I don't know how anybody's going to win against U2 as well as, uh, again, about a song regarding Nelson Mandela too, you know, given the significance of of Nelson Mandela, particularly with his, with his recent passing uh, and not to mention just through U2, you know, I don't see how anybody could, could win against them still. Uh, cool that it got nominated. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, with the Oscars.
0: Yeah. And I definitely hope that it gets that. Let it go gets nominated for an Oscar as well for best original song because, and that I don't remember exactly how many they have to have for them to be able to do the, because I know one year they didn't do performances of the like the original songs. I hope that they do. I do too. Because I liked the year they had Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi do the last you know the, the yeah light, the
1: song from Tangle from Tangled. The
0: light. Mm-hmm. So I, it'd be cool to ha- have them have Adina Menzel do Let It Go at. the oscars that'd be pretty awesome yeah
1: that would that'd be fantastic one other golden globe update uh, as we reported the wind rises that the latest film from studio uh, ghibli wasn't up for best animated feature film instead it got nominated under the best foreign language film category and it did not win it was the only animated film in that category, but it lost out to an Italian film called La Grande Bellezza, or The Great Beauty. And uh, Anyway, still interested that it got nominated, and, and I I would think that it's for sure going to get uh, nominated for an Oscar
0: yeah. for,
1: for Best Animated Film, but we'll see. I
0: was say, do you think it'll get nominated for Best Animated Feature for an Oscar, or Best Foreign Language Film for I, an Oscar?
1: My guess is going to be in the animation category, but but I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Uh, I I just don't recall a full-length animated film getting put in a in a in a foreign language film category. You know, it seems like they they they've been putting them in the animation category as long as they've had had it in existence.
0: Because that might be cool if we if that way we can cheer for the wind rises to win. But, yeah. not, but also have <laughs> another animated film right. for the Oscar, too. Monsters
1: University or Frozen, right? Yeah, really yeah. and
0: hopefully Monsters University gets at least an Oscar nomination, because, I mean, I really I really enjoyed the movie, and well, at least gets recognized at Oscars. So. Well, so. we'll find out this this Friday, because that's when they're going to be nomin- doing yes. the Oscar nominations. Again, we'll uh, up yeah, on the site, was, then, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so continuing our Frozen news, Frozen continues to have box office box office success. Say that five times fast. <laughs> um, yeah, so it is now the highest grossing Disney film of all time. It just passed The Lion King the other day. So now all the all those TV spots saying the best animated Disney animated film since The Lion King. No, I guess those are kind of They're, correct if they want to go with like the the gross. Yes. Too, but and I guess that doesn't include three D or IMAX re-releases of anything, and and
1: so, right, and it doesn't count for inflation, inflation or, yeah. Or, or yeah, as you're saying, any other of the re-releases of right. of the Lion King.
0: Yeah, or but, yeah, like and Nemo's, and but so yeah, so past Monsters University, which uh, for like the top ten. Uh, animated movies, Monsters University is on there still. goes Shrek, Monsters University, Up, Lion King, Frozen, Shrek the third, Finding Nemo, Despicable Me 2, Toy Story 3, Shrek 2. So ho- hopefully eventually there's like an original movie <laughs> at the top. That is kind of yeah. interesting that the top three are all either sequels or third, uh, threequels, but... Very interesting I didn't know Despicable Me 2 Made that much movie This, this past year Oh too.
1: Mark Yeah It just It just killed You know It's yeah. just It's You know It's distributed By Universal Pictures It's Universal Pictures Highest grossing You know I mean it made, It's made more money yeah. than, than any other film For them And it's, it floors me
0: So For for these movies though That is inclu- Like the ones That came out In 2013 That is including 3D though Correct
1: I believe so, but they didn't clarify that on the. But I think it has to make up
0: a lot of that too, because every single animated movie that comes out now is released in three D. So, and three D ticket prices are more expensive. So I don't know. I guess that makes it even better that Lion King made how much it did in 1994 without
1: three D. It was a juggernaut. That's for sure.
0: And it's it's cool to note that. Actually, The Lion King now is the only movie in that top ten that is a hand-drawn animated film. Right. So that's even interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, right now Frozen is at $317.7 million. That's that's domestically, correct?
1: Right, and then internationally it's at $394.6 million, Jeez. and it's been opened in 50 international markets, it still has to open in i guess this weekend it opens in south korea and in turkey and soon it's opening up in china and japan and you think that the the chinese and the japanese markets are going to be you know yeah cuz they love huge. disney yeah and and you just think given the animation style and the subject matter it's just going to be it's going to be huge in those markets so internationally frozen still could just seriously have legs
0: yeah, worldwide right now it's at seven hundred and eleven million, nine hundred nineteen thousand one hundred six dollars. So needless to say, with the opening in all those countries, it'll pass a billion dollars within like the next two weeks, and definitely by the time the Oscars are. So, pretty impressive, Frozen. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then they're also top the number one Billboard, or the number one on the Billboard 200 chart. So.
1: Yeah. So it's the first it's the first disney animated film you know soundtrack from a disney animated film since pocahontas in 1995 to hit the number 1 spot on the billboard 200 and it knocked off uh, beyonce <laughs> which you know no no small no small feat we'll see we'll see how how long it lasts but i just think everybody is 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 buying the soundtrack i think it also helped that uh, iTunes had it on sale, yeah, for for a pretty good price. Just all you I think know, Amazon but, did as well. Yeah, around the around the holidays, and I mean, all my all my friends with kids is what they have, it's what they bought and it's what they're listening to. Particularly, yeah. you know, the deluxe
0: just, one's pretty nice too. With yeah, all the extra stuff on there. You have like the instrumental version of Let It Go and a, and a few other songs on there
1: and karaoke tracks and,
0: yeah. yeah so so it's and, and then like the kind of outtake ones with like with uh, Kristen Lopez and Bobby Bobby Lopez singing some of the songs themselves so you have yeah you have like four different versions of let it go cuz you have the Demi Lovato one the Adina Mazzell one the instrumental version and then you have i think Kristen Lopez singing it too yeah so yeah congrats to them on that too for being for the number one on the Billboard 200 chart. And the last little bit of our Frozen news is that they officially announced the release dates for digital and Blu-ray, DVD for Frozen. So on March 18th, there'll be an early, or sorry, it'll be coming out on Blu-ray and DVD and an early release of the film digitally on February 25th. and. I was kind of depressed, or not—I guess not depressed. I'd be going a little bit too far, but upset that that they're not doing a 3D Blu-ray for it. Now that I got finally got a 3D TV, uh, but they they are apparently releasing it in 3D digitally, so uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, I'm kind of hoping that they did it like what they did with Oz uh, Great and Powerful*, where Like, if you wanted to get a 3D Blu-ray of the film, you could send, like, in five bucks and they'd send you a 3D Blu-ray disc. So maybe that's how they'll they'll do it for this. I just don't want to have to double dip and get this two different times. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to to definitely owning this and watching it again at home. But I just remember I, I saw a 3D trailer for this on the... Um, the Little Mermaid 3D Blu-ray And like they got me really excited to watch it at home in 3D Yeah I, I just don't want to have to buy it digitally in 3D And also own the Blu-ray And have the Blu-ray
1: Yeah, it's interesting how they're packaging it, isn't it? And yeah. uh, I guess your digital download is is really a important
0: I don't like digital download either I like having thing. a physical copy of my stuff Right Because... All that stuff is—I mean—you can store it on your own hard drives and stuff, but like if some of that thing, some of those things, a lot of people just delete them off their own hard drives and they count on like the cloud that everything is stored. And what if that cloud, you don't know, something happens to it? Then what happens to all of your movies that you own? But I'm interested in a bunch of the bonus features that are going to be on this as well. It kind of stinks. There's no audio commentary on there. Yeah, again.
1: I'm disappointed about that too.
0: I don't... There's probably not a lot of people that listen to them, I guess, anymore, but, I, I mean, oh, I I really I enjoy them. them. I liked when they did them, uh, the... I don't remember what, what Disney used to call it, but it was, like, the Cine Explorer thing. Um, so, like, some of their older Blu-rays, like, Cars and whatnot, like... Where, like, John Lasseter would be doing a commentary on there, but he would also, like, be interactive, where, like, you know, storyboards would come up as he's, like, talking about them, like, on the screen while the film is still playing. So I kind of wish they still did that because it, it'd be cool, especially like just to like you know see different versions of how these characters looked while you're watching the movie itself. I mean they do have a making the making of the Frozen here are all the stuff on our features right now. They have the making of Frozen, which will be on the Blu-ray and the digital version. Uh, Defrosted Disney's journey from Hans Christian Andersen to Frozen, which will be on the Blu-ray and the digital. Uh, Breaking the ice. The real making of Frozen, so, so I guess that's different from the the other <laughs> making of Frozen. Maybe maybe this version is like hosted by Olaf. Yeah. Uh, or by Kristoff, because you know him with the ice in the film as well. Uh, Blu-ray, digital that will be on. Four deleted scenes with with an introduction by directors Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. So at least we get a little bit of stuff with them doing deleted scenes. And I wonder if any of these are things that I saw when I saw the movie. Uh, our original theatrical short, Get a Horse, which I'm looking forward to finally getting a, getting a chance to watch. Yes. Um, that was one of the reasons I wanted to see that in 3D, too. because, And that says that will be with the digital version as well. So I'm really hoping for a, a $5 3D Blu-ray that I can have sent to me. Or, I don't know, maybe that digital copy that you get like when you buy the film, maybe that will include the 3D HD digital version. Maybe,
1: yeah, I who knows? Yeah, you'll have to keep this posted on what
0: I mean. Maybe I could deal with that if that's the way I'm gonna have to watch it in 3D. If I like my digital copy, is the 3D version of the movie, so maybe fingers crossed with that at least. Because I'd like to see Get a Horse in 3D at least. Because I've heard that's the way that you need to watch it the first time,
1: it's really great in 3D and. Cool in 2D, too, but yeah, 3D, they really, as we've discussed, have done a great job.
0: And I just think Frozen would be cool again to see in 3D with, like, all the snow flying around. Because, I mean, the film, I guess, just looks like it lends itself to 3D just because of the snow and everything like that. So, uh, Let It Go music videos by Demi Lovato, Martina Stoessel, and Marsha Londo. So you yeah, get three music videos of the, or two music videos. I don't know. The same song.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. I wonder if they're seeing it, if they are different languages, you know, if
0: they're yeah, the maybe. ones who say. Surprised we didn't get one with like just Adina Adina Menzel, maybe doing it live action. But, uh, and then there's the frozen teaser trailer, which is basically another short with, uh, Zvian and Olaf so yeah definitely looking forward to that so you guys can check that out in digital on February 25th which is just a little over a month and a half away and then about two months from now on Blu-ray on March 18th so if you haven't already I know Disney always does the pre-orders you can get like those cool lithographs and I'm yeah sure the Disney store yeah, I'm sure that Best Buy and Target will all do cool exclusive giveaways are packed on things with their versions that they'll be putting out as well. So Stay tuned for stuff like that. So that is the end of our Frozen segment. And now we'll be heading to a galaxy far, far away where it probably is just as cold in space as it is in Arendelle. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So the the first thing we're going to talk about is Clone Wars Final Arc is going to be told in a comic book miniseries. It's, uh, it's not... Really, the this, like what the series finale would have been. It's, I know it's one of the final arcs for the, what the show. Uh, it's going off the same scripts they were going to use for those those episodes, and but it follows uh, and kind of wraps up Darth Maul's story, which I'm sure Sam Witwer would have liked to record his voice for those. But yeah, what do you what do you think? Did you you watch the the Clone Wars show? Yes. Right? Right?
1: Yes you know that was one of the cool story arcs it's one of the many in the in the series so I'm glad they're going to at least bring some kind of a a conclu- conclusion yeah. or 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 something to it it's a shame that they're not going to have any more animated series uh episodes which you know I can understand but
0: uh, besides like those few quote unquote bonus right episodes we're getting that they had basically already had in production, had, just finished up the, just
1: before the Disney acquisition.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll see. It'll be interesting too, because since it's it's also Dark Horse Comics, oh, uh, yeah. and a last hurrah with with Lucasfilm.
0: Yeah, because Star year Wars back to
1: Marvel. They're going back to Marvel. So uh, I, you know, uh, better than nothing, I guess. And, we'll, and, and I'll be interested to see how they how they turn out. What, what's your take? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm um, hoping I can get a, my hands on a copy. I'm gonna think wait until like they do like a hardcover like edition that's got all the story together instead of uh-huh. going out and buying the separate issues as they come out. But uh, I'm definitely definitely want to check it out. The Darth Maul. I don't think we've said what the title is. It's Darth Maul, son of Dothamir. Uh, so in in the series, in f- for this, it'll basically be you know when the series kind of. Ended where it did. Darth Maul is still working with the Night Witch, Mother Talzin, and so. And, and when Sidious learns that his once prized people still lives, he does all he can to stop from wrecking the Elder Siths. And get plans to rule the galaxy. And uh, so, then it says in this series that Maul will have to deal with the betrayal of his former master as well as his hate of the Jedi and the war that's ra- ravaging the galaxy as a whole. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we'll get a few more of those episodes that, in whatever way on, on Blu-ray sometime this year, as Dave Filoni said. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But no they will probably do another box set with these extra episodes <laughs> that are coming out. Yeah, yeah. And they'll probably put the comic book in there too and it'll be like a cool, awesome box set. But...
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of... A lot of potential <laughs> <What> <laughs> they, what they could do. Yeah, because
0: if, if anything, Star Wars is known for like, double and triple and quite yes. triple duping of <laughs> uh, duping of DVDs. Because, I mean, we yeah, got that box set of the the, series, the saga itself like two, three years ago, and then last year they released two separate box that said new commentaries that they did on... <laughs> <laughs> them, that they couldn't kind of have done two years ago and put them on the, the nice huge box. Set. Uh, the big, yeah. That's the only thing that's new on it, too, and there's no other bonus feature. It's just that new commentary that's on those new box sets that they did. So, I don't know. And, and we'll get a new box set again when they do episodes 7, 8, and 9. Right. So, I mean, I guess at some point you got to just pick which box set you want to get.
1: And just live with it for a while until something else amazing comes out. Because by the time 7, 8, and 9
0: are all out, we'll get, like, the 4K Ultra HD. Yes. Blu-rays. The special, special, special edition. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, You want to talk about the next thing? About the next thing going on in the animated Star Wars universe?
1: So, you know, Star Wars Rebels, the animated series, which will be... Uh, debuting later this year on uh disney xd and other disney uh owned uh cable outlets probably disney channel Channel and whatnot uh they released some uh, um i guess the toy of that they're working on with hasbro for one of the villains of the series called the inquisitor and we published a uh, some stuff about this on our on our site, but it just gives you a good look at this villain and and uh, just a bit of the more of the design direction that they're going yeah, with he, looks in, cool. in the series. he does
0: he looks cool. And he, he's it's good to know uh, he's from the the planet Utapau that we saw in Revenge of the Sith. You can kinda of see that like on his face. He looks he's like of that uh, yes. race of species from those uh, and they just released another picture of him with some Stormtroopers, which is kind of just basically like a reconfiguring of the first picture, the released of him with yeah. Stormtroopers. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then if you guys hadn't seen it yet, there's a, a clip that they put out a little while ago with showing some scenes from those quote-unquote Season 6 episodes we'll be getting that kind of hit at Order 66. And so... And then, uh, so they're supposed to be like that, that they show a little bit of footage of, and then there's also supposed to be a uh, Yoda mission in one of those episodes they're going to be getting as well. So, it'll be interesting to see those. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the Star Wars Rebel show. Me I'm, too. I'm hoping that since uh, the timeline for it, that maybe they'll be able to, like we were talking about a little bit before, Sam Witwer can still come in. And maybe not as star small, but as his character from the Force Unleashed games because of the timeline for where this takes place, you know, it's closer to episode 4 than it is episode 3. So, and it's, you know, about the formation of the Rebel Alliance and spoiler alert, the the first game for the Force Unleashed kind of shows like that his character his family crest is the Rebel Alliance logo. So, and they kind of take that and use it as because he it, it becomes almost like, um, like an inspiration for the the Rebel Alliance in that game, and like it's got like a younger Leia in that and Bell Organa and whatnot. So even if you didn't want to play the video game, I think on YouTube they have all the cutscenes from that video game, so you could watch it like as a, a movie, like a little animated movie itself. Did you ever play that game, Stanford? No, I didn't. Yeah, like if you don't want to play, the game's really fun. But if you didn't want to play the game, I'm pretty sure you could watch like the hour's <laughs> worth of cutscenes that show yes. all that stuff. All
1: that YouTube. stuff, yeah, cool. Uh,
0: and then we have some episode seven script rumors that that you wanted to talk about as well. Not exactly cool. animation, but still cool because it's Star Wars. Yes.
1: Yeah, so while we're talking about Star Wars, we thought we'd throw this this in there too. You, you've probably seen some of the stuff that broke over the weekend. Believe it was the Hollywood Reporter that, that that started the story, but just you know, rumors, rumors are are, are, are coming from the super secretive, uh, you know, rooms that that are all of the people that are working on Star Wars. So the latest is that uh, one of the reasons why the original screenwriter for Episode Seven, Michael Arndt, departed the project,
0: who also wrote Toy Story Three,
1: right, uh, was that he wanted to focus more on the children of Leia and Han and and J.J. Uh, Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, who uh, also on the project, and as you all know, Lawrence Kasdan wrote, The Empire Strikes Back, right. uh, among other things. But they wanted to focus on Luke, Leia, and Han uh, themselves. Apparently,
0: yeah, apparently George Lucas was also, like... His his idea with was closer to like Michael Ernst's Yeah. So, um,
1: so anyway, it'll be cool to see. So if 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 this is if this is true, if this is the direction that the story's going to go, and and uh, you know, time will tell more. Of course, there's always wild casting rumors too. So who
0: knows if any of these? Yeah, Michael are true. Fassbender. Yes. Adam Driver, Hugo Weaving. I like I like the idea of Hugo Weaving as a. Imperial officer. That seems oh,
1: to I do too. That just seems to fit perfectly.
0: Like a, a son to uh, what's his name, the dude from uh, episode four. You know what I'm talking about? Um, the one played by Peter Cushing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? We're being really bad Star Wars I know. Lives. Sorry. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Chewbacca, uh, t- Captain Tarful from *Revenge of the Sith* instead. I don't know why. <laughs> He's even in the Clone Wars animated series, too. Yeah, he like, is. We'll think of it when we're not talking about it anymore. Yeah. But, but
1: yeah. it's still... It's it's so much fun to speculate. And hopefully when they... So, so shooting's supposed to start sometime this spring or early summer. And hopefully we'll get some announcements in the next few months. Uh, so not necessarily animation-related, but still... We love Star Wars, and it's going to be fun to see all this come together.
0: Yeah. So, what would you what would you like to see in Episode Seven? You know, just something awesome.
1: How's that? I don't have I don't have a strong preference. I mean, I, I I'm so happy just to even think that Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher are going to be yeah. in it. And, the, and
0: then and does that kind of confirm I, that those three are coming back? Now? Well, like, exactly. Confirm.
1: I. I I, w- I would think so. Again, I know that they've been so qu- quiet
0: about it, especially a- Harrison Ford being like super <laughs> coy about it.
1: Right. <laughs> but uh, so that that's that's the main thing. And then I just you know I'm just hoping that it's going to be a return to form for Star Wars, the Star Wars uh, uh, films. That it's going
0: to be Which a combination are- of fun and yeah. uh, great drama. I, I'm with the unpopular opinion that I liked the prequels, episode two and three more than one, but I liked episode three a lot. But and the guy we were talking about was Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes,
1: yeah, so was going to say Grand Moff Tarkin. Said,
0: <laughs> who, who was his uh, I know I was thinking Captain now because he was Captain Tarkin yeah. in the Clone Wars. In the
1: Clone Wars
0: t- series, and yeah, he meets uh, a young Anakin Skywalker. Well, uh, you know, episode three age Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars show. So and there's nice little you know foreshadowing things with that like with those two kind of getting along. So that was that was a cool episode to watch. If you guys haven't seen that yet, which I believe that was season four. Uh, I still haven't seen season five. I need to watch that. But uh, the next thing uh, which made me excited came out I think like the day after we did the last episode after we were talking about it. Was, it, Pixar's Party Central. It's going to be attached to Muppets Most Wanted. Yay. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. So that'll be interesting to, uh, when that eventually comes out on Blu-ray, because, you know, a Small Fry was in front of the Muppets, but then that didn't get put out on a Blu-ray until they did, you know, their Volume 2 shorts. So we'll probably have to wait until the eventual Volume 3, <laughs> which probably won't happen for a while. Yeah. Uh, short blu-ray i guess or i don't I don't know what else they would put it on yeah just because like party source rex that's on like that reissue of the monsters inc 3d blu-ray so that'll be interesting maybe th- maybe they'll throw it on the the uh if they do a blu-ray for the toy story of terror special too because that's another thing that they could put on a short i guess but yeah, because now they're collecting up these other ones they've done that they can put on the next ones. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm to be able to finally see it. It was do, is it gonna be in 3D? Was it in 3D when you saw it? At...
1: You know, I I honestly I can't remember if it was in 3D. Because I know the Muppets
0: uh, movie isn't in 3D. So right. I don't know if they so... would do that short. In 3D, in front of a 2D movie.
1: I'm not sure if they screened that short in, in, in 3D, Mark. I'll have to look at my notes, but okay. uh, I, I, I don't think it was, just off the top of my head, but that doesn't mean...
0: I mean, it doesn't need to be in 3D. Uh. I was just I was, uh, wondering thing. Uh, and they have they released that one still from it as well that shows Uzma Kappa all all depressed and forlorn at Uzma Kappa Party Central. With nobody at the party, so I'm looking forward to definitely checking that out. Yeah, especially with how much you said it was. because awesome, I was going to go see the Muppet movie anyways but now I'm anticipating seeing it even more in March. So, you, yeah, so that, I think that comes out in theaters even before Frozen comes out in Blu-ray. So, March will be a good a good March, March for animation and, yeah. and Disney. So, going from there. We're gonna talk about our one of our most anticipated movies this year with Big Hero Six. And you want to talk about what's going on with that?
1: Yes, definitely. Big Hero Six, as Mark mentioned is, is a film that we're really excited about here on the site and and uh, we're just working hard to make sure you get all you know will be your source for all Big Hero Six news and information. So the latest news from from Disney on Big Hero Six is that Chris Williams, is uh, now going to be co-director with director Don Hall on on the project. Chris is uh, a he's works for the in the Disney Animation Story Department. He's been there for many years. He was the co-director of Bolt, yeah. and uh, in Frozen, he was the voice of Oaken. I believe I'm saying you're right. The, the guy who runs the store oh, on, yeah. the, on the mountain
0: with the nice that, sweater.
1: Yes, that was that was. Uh, Chris Williams actually played his voice, but uh, so again, I think they're just get, really getting into production, and so having uh, two directors uh, on an animation project is something that often you know just Disney and Pixar do. So, so uh, that's uh, that's cool. Also, it's got a, the film has a new producer. Uh, it's Roy Conley. Roy most recently was the producer of *Tangled* uh for Disney animation. He also was the producer of Treasure Planet back in two thousand
0: two. Which is a, a film I think that gets passed over many a time. But I think
1: Yeah, it's it's, really it's, it's a cool film. It, it it's got much to like and it got kind of a bum rap, okay. I think too.
0: And if they if they ever wanted to pick like a random older Disney movie, well not like older older, but you know, older and like as it would be, it's my son. It's an older Disney movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, that would be a cool, you know, one I think to re-release in three D, just because of. I think I think that would work well, like with like what they do in that film, you know, like the floating oh, ships. Oh, absolutely the. love its character. The visuals uh, were really stunning in that movie. film.
1: I saw it in IMAX. You know, oh, they, it, it was it was one of the first cool. animated movies that they had put out. Uh, you know, first run in IMAX, and it was so cool because uh, I don't think it was in 3D, but it was on that you know that giant screen, and and it had it used it was such an interesting combination of digital, you know, computer generated animation and hand drawn that was made to look like hand drawn, you know, or the, the you know the computer animation made to look like hand drawn and. Uh, yeah, it's an underrated film. So I think Roy Conley is also a great addition to the project. We don't know if Christina Reed, who was the producer that I got to meet at the D23 Expo and who has you know been had been out promoting the project, or credited with with working on it, if she's still involved with the project, or if, if she's working on something else. But but Chris Williams and Roy Conley are on the team, so we're you know we're stoked.
0: Yeah, and as you said, Chris, I think Chris Williams is a good fit too, with things how he did, Bolt. That's kind of like the same kind of, yes, you know, mentality like for action wise and what, and I like guess superhero kind of stuff you'd, you'd want for Big Hero Six too. So right, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, it, and so far from what I'm seeing, I've seen of Big Hero Six, I like because it seems like it's it's gonna be CG animation at least with that, like, one test reel that they showed of San Francisco, Yeah. Where it kind of looks like it's CG animation that's trying really hard to look like 2D animation, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, the ne- So that is our Big Hero 6 news. The next one is that you guys can now check out Turbo Fast on Netflix Instant. It's uh, Netflix Instant's first original animated series that's animated. And it's one of the first ones they're gonna be doing with DreamWorks because I'm pretty sure the Crudes and Series will be on there as well. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's it's done in a kind of a flash animation, like 2D style that tries to stay close to the CG models from the film that came out this past summer in 2013. Uh, pretty sure all the voices are different. They're not. Yeah. They're not the gonna have Paul Giamatti different. doing a voice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, there's, there's some funny stuff in there. My son enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to have to check out another episode or so. I've only got to watch one of them so far, but, uh, I want to say that they're doing this different than like how they did for like Hops of Cards and like Orange is the New Black and the Eli Roth show that was it Hemlock Grove where, like they would release the entire season at one time. Where like with these, they're putting out like an episode a week.
1: Yeah, they like, I think they released. Yeah, like three, the first. Like, yeah, the first five came out. First five came out at the same time, and then. Yeah. Then they're yeah one a week, and I, I don't know how many they've got in the queue. You know how many weeks? Yeah, usually meet. with
0: animation they do like twenty six. Twenty six episodes a season. Yeah. So. Uh.
1: But it's yeah interesting model, and I, I'm excited to. See how, how it's going to progress and, and what kind of success they're having with it, too. Yeah.
0: So, if, if you don't have Netflix Instant yet, I would definitely suggest signing up for it because, I mean, we always talk about it, anyways. I mean, if even if I wasn't doing this podcast, I would sign up for it because it's like, what is it, like seven bucks a month just for like the instant version of it?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they just unlimited, you know. Yeah, and they—I mean—they
0: take off movies off a lot. they Take a lot of movies off there, like every few months or so. But then at the same time, they're also adding a whole lot yeah. more back on there. So it's it's definitely worth it. I would say there's a bunch of Disney stuff that's on there now because of Disney's deal with Netflix, and now that DreamWorks has a deal on there too. I mean, we're going to be getting a lot of quality animated things to watch on there. Uh, because I know pretty soon, like, either this year or next year, like, some of the stuff that the deal that Disney signed with is, like, we're gonna get, like, the director video stuff that Disney does, like, day and date as it comes out for, like, Blu-ray and, like, digital and whatnot on Netflix and sent to watch as well. And, and then, like, eventually a bunch of their live-action stuff will be on there, too. Like, we already have some of the Marvel stuff on there, like, the Avengers and Captain America and whatnot, so. the Pretty interesting to see what other stuff we're getting on there, and uh, when, when The Crudes came out last year and Turbo came out, DreamWorks, um, yeah, with DreamWorks, Netflix had these like 20-minute or like 10-minute like kind of featurette things about those films you could watch on Netflix, so that was cool, because you couldn't really find those anywhere else, and I didn't even see those on the Blu-rays. So, definitely, if if you enjoy the movie Turbo, or if, if you have kids, definitely it on Netflix instant and find Turbo fast and check it out. Uh, and and again, animation usually always looks awesome in HD, and that did as well. So especially yeah. with that flash animation, because it's like so bright with the the colors, really bright colors. Yeah, really, yeah, really clean. Adventure Time is like that too. Yeah. So uh, and then one of the last, like one of the last big topics we're going to talk about is. So, you guys, you guys liked Ice Age 1, right? And you guys liked Ice Age 2, correct? And then you like Ice Age 3, which is my personal favorite. And then we got Ice Age 4. What was that? Uh, not last year, but the year before. So, Blue Sky decided to do you guys a favor and make you an Ice Age 5 that you get in July of 2016. Uh, they haven't announced any details about the future... Although it's probably expected that the primary voice cast of Ray Romano, John Loguizamo, and Dennis Leary, Queen Latifah, you know, and Trouble Scott, Josh Peck, all those guys will probably return. I would like to see uh, Simon Pegg return uh, from Ice Age 3. They, they, cr- they credited him as being in Part 4, even though like they basically just used a line that he had in Part 3 and like showed him for like three seconds in the fourth movie. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, this the first four Ice Age movies earned over two point eight billion worldwide, which is why we're getting a fifth one, and we said it before is that we like seeing Blue Sky do like more original stuff. So I mean, I, I'm all for them making an Ice Age five if if it's a great film. So I'm I'm hoping that it is. That I'm not gonna say anything bad about it until like I see any footage from it or until I see the film itself but I I do wish this guy would do like other stuff because I liked that when they that they did Epic that was cool I mean it's a new a new something different yeah and I liked the style that they did for that so I mean I just like seeing them do different stuff other than the same thing over I mean like the same franchise over and over again because I mean I know like that's their like that franchise obviously with how much it's make made is like their bread and butter right because really blue sky is only made they did ice age they did robots probably a lot not a lot of people remember with you mcgregor and rob williams but i i really enjoyed that um and then rio and epic but those are like the their their main kind of different groups of uh franchising the characters that they have so I'd like to see them do a little bit more, like, original films, but who knows, Ice Age 5 might be the best one out of all of them, and eventually uh, we'll see what, what happens with that. I don't know. I, what do you think? You
1: know, I'm with you. I, I think, I mean, it's clearly people go, and people are spending money and, uh, on it, so how can they, I guess not make one in that in that regard but like you just hope business, that, so. yeah but you just I'm with you i wish there's they're so creative and so talented there you just hope that they're going to do something original they've got that they're working on that
0: peanuts movie yeah so i mean i mean that's not original content but I mean right it's, it's a,
1: original to new to them right at least right it's
0: like an adapted property
1: basically. yeah and and so I'm glad at least they've got another project in in their pipeline that's not that's not Ice Age related. I think too, if the films had been consistently good, even even like, uh, I mean, I hate to compare them to Toy Story, but but you know how all three of those Toy Story movies were just so great. Yeah. Uh, Ice Age Four was just such a um, a retread, you know. Right. That that I just it just seemed that it was a bit unfortunate
0: I, yeah. yeah like every other film seems to be good so I guess five is bound to be awesome yeah well, that's true because like the, like the Star
1: Trek movies
0: yeah one, one and opposite. three are really good and so that means five will be really good yeah but yeah I mean I, I think what the thing that bothered me with the movies was that like the first movie you tried to be I don't know somewhat realistic as you can be with because, I mean, they were, they didn't have the animals talk around the humans that were in the first movie. And, but then, like, each movie sense it's kind of, yeah, gotten more and more cartoony, I guess. And humans don't seem to exist anymore. Yeah. Or if they do, I don't know exactly how that works. Especially, like, the party kind of stuff with, in the, the third one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs>
1: hmm No, I understand what you're saying.
0: I guess, like, if you didn't assume that the first movie existed and just went 2, 3, and 4, like, that universe fits better with itself. Mm-hmm. But, I don't
1: know. Yeah, the universe just seems just inconsistent, and, and it just, again, seemed more like a um, – more of a financial decision than a really good – a really creative one.
0: Right. But, yeah, that's all our news on Ice Age 5. The next little bit is – Haya uh, Miyazaki did, is he unretiring now again? For, for, <laughs> how many times is this as he retired and uh, retired?
1: Seriously, so a lot of unconfirmed reports about this, and you wonder if some of it is just uh, uh, fans that are wishing wishful thinking. Would, yeah, wishful wishful thinking, because even when he announced his latest retirement. If I'm not mistaken, he announced that he's he was retiring from directing animated features, given just given the length of time that they take. But he wasn't going to retire from working, and so I think he's you know he's got some, some, some anime projects he's working on, and I'm you know wouldn't be surprised if he still is, is consulting or doing some other things with with uh, his studio. But but uh, I don't know what, what's your take on it, Mark.
0: I mean, I'm all for him not retiring if he doesn't want to retire. He yeah. can do what he wants. He's he's 73. He can he's made a bunch of awesome films. He's he's more than earned his retirement. Then, um, I mean, I he, mean, he'll always be there in like a consultant thing. I would I would assume since I mean, like, he's, as much as much as like John Lasseter is like the head of like Disney and Pixar, he you know he's like the head of Studio Ghibli. So I mean. Even like I would say, like when John Lasseter eventually retires someday, I'm pretty sure he won't retire. Retire like he'll always, you know, be like going back. You know, like because they're they're really alike in that is in that once once you kind of like start doing this stuff, you don't really want to get out of it. Even if you're like 99 years old, you still want to Right keep doing it. So that's like like the one profession like like with filmmaking and stuff like that is that you do it for as long as you basically want to, even though you make even with most of the time with this you'd you'd make more money than you would doing like a regular job where you'd retire like at fifty or mm-hmm. sixty years old. So yeah, I mean if he wants to retire he can if he doesn't want to. He doesn't he doesn't want to. But I'm looking forward to, to seeing his next film, The The Wind Rises. I am too. And I know I know Matt is as well, so uh, and I'm still going down my, my list of my of Studio Ghibli and Miyazaki films that I need to watch so I got a lot I watched a lot more last year and crossed my film list I'm gonna do a lot more this year too and try to maybe finish G- studio Ghibli and like you know I've seen all of the films so hopefully that works out and then the, the next one is pretty cool too the Glenn Keen. Motorola project what did you want to talk about with that
1: well you know Glenn Keane retired from Disney last year and I think there was a, a lot of speculation on what he was going to do I think there were a lot of rumors was he going to DreamWorks or you know where you know what animation studio was going to hire him or where where was he going to land so his the the current project that he's working on that's been announced is that he's he's working for Motorola you know Mar- Motorola now is a out of left
0: field.
1: Yeah, it's a division of Google, but they are doing this uh, what they call the spotlight stories. Uh, they've got a they've got a page on on Tumblr, uh, or you know, a blog on, on, on Tumblr. But it's it's this it's this thing that they're trying to do is to to do storytelling for people on mobile phones. So they didn't give they didn't give hardly any details about it. They just said that you know this was this was announced in late December, but that Glenn Keane was had joined this Spotlight Stories team, and he's he's working on an original story. It's expected to be released in the middle of 2014, and and uh, again, it's all designed to be consumed on a mobile device. So it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. We'll 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 keep you posted as we learn. More about yeah. Glenn he's such a phenomenal
0: especially artist with his style. Yes, that should be cool. Definitely really interesting idea. That. I'm hoping it'll not be only available on Motorola. Me too. Phones, because I have a iPhone, so. Yeah, <laughs> you mobile. wonder
1: if they're gonna, it's going to be the way they block out <laughs> yeah. Apple products. I
0: don't know. We'll yeah, see. because especially since like Google and Apple are trying to distance themselves from each other and stuff, so. All very interesting things, but I'm definitely hopeful I can check that out somehow, maybe just online. Me too. While I'm at home. but uh, The next thing, we're just that's that's like our main news for the week. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a few new TV spots that they put out for the Lego Movie, and then we're going to give our recommendations, and we'll close out for the week. Uh, but yeah, the Lego Movie put out a few TV spots. Uh, this is uh-huh. the next animated movie we're really looking forward to. The first one is Everything is Awesome. Which is a pretty cool little TV spot that just you know uses a, a song that I'm assuming will be someplace in the film and the the soundtrack that'll come out. Yeah, which is it's a, a nice tongue-in-cheek th- thing that goes with with the film and they show showed a little bit of it in like that that really extended trailer that they did earlier, but it was pretty funny. And then there was the OMGOSH. TV spot, which is pretty <laughs> funny too.
1: Yeah, this this movie just looks like, and uh, we hope that all the jokes aren't in the previews. But yeah. it looks, it looks like it's such a fun tone. This the characters, the characters look really great, and uh, I I gonna yeah. be funny.
0: I can see a bunch of kids starting to say OMGOSH <laughs> after after too. seeing this movie. <laughs> I can
1: too. Uh, yeah.
0: And then there was international, and that was pretty funny with. Uh, a little, a little few more jokes in there that we haven't seen in the other TV spots. Where, uh, uh, tells something to Emmet uh, about him, about Batman being dark and brooding, and he's like, "I'm dark and brooding too," and he's like, "Oh, guys, look a rain a rainbow." So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the like, Lego movie a lot. Probably just as much as my son, if not more than my son. And actually, my son had a gift card to to use at Target recently, and he bought himself a, a Lego movie, Lego set that's got... I posted a picture of it on our Instagram account of Emmett, wild style, and it came with like one of the, like the little cyber police guys. And the, I saw uh, Philip Lord, one of the directors of the film, posted a picture of a Lego set his son had put together, and he's like, my son is making a movie with Legos of toys... Or no, like my son is making a movie with toys from a movie that I made based on toys, <laughs> the universe may in, in, implode in on itself. So I thought that was funny. That That's funny, that yeah. And, and it was cool to get those Legos just because I like getting, like, any kind of, like, I mean, they're my sons, but I'll play with them too. But I like getting stuff like that that basically is what you saw, like, in the film. So it's, yes. cool, it's cool that, like, he can play with those, and, like, if he wants to make, like, little Lego Movies of with himself with uh, like Emmett and Wild Sale, so
1: I like that a lot too. That's a great idea.
0: Yeah. So that's those are our new trailers for the week, and then our recommendations. uh, So you recommended Flipper Boo Boo Itis last week. Yes. Did I say you recommended?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I knew you were. Did
0: I just make make up a word? (laughs) You made up a
1: word. (laughs) (laughs) It's a uh, good word.
0: But yeah, so I'm also doing a Mickey Mouse short this week, Uh, Mickey Mouse and Tapped Out. Which it shows Mickey, Donald, and Goofy at a, a wrestling match with Pegleg Pete as like the main wrestler. Uh, you get to see a little bit more of uh, Pegleg Pete, Pegleg Pete's body than <laughs> you, you may have wanted to see in the past.
1: Ah, oh, it was funny.
0: I was trying to figure out what exactly that was supposed to be, like near his arms, near the beginning of it, and I was like, "Oh, that's his his chesticles. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, or his his man boobs, as they were,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: but yeah, so that was interesting. And then yeah, I thought it was just as funny as the other ones. Uh, me and Donald Duck share something in common where if we have nachos, you better not touch them.
1: Don't touch. Yeah, okay. Uh, Good Don- to
0: know. Donald Donald gets, gets super possessive over his nachos in this in this short, which is pretty funny as well. What did, What did you think about it?
1: I thought it was hilarious. You know, Donald uh, and Goofy are, are are there with Mickey, and just again with you, it's it it kind of still follows some of the same style, which is so appealing, but also so gross. Yeah. Too. But it's just it's it's uh, it's hilarious. I I, I thought it was a lot of fun, and these just continue just to, to be as good, or just or each one just seems just get yeah, a little funnier.
0: Yeah, and as you've like said it's for Disney very edgy kind of Yeah,
1: show. it is. And I'm I'm I think it's great that they're doing it.
0: Which is actually more in line with like their Disney XD kind of cartoons anyways. Cuz uh-huh. like I don't know if you ever watched Kick Buttowski. Yes, I have. Yeah, like that that show's very much like this. And and I think the dude that's like the main creator on Kick Buttowski must be like an old school or, or just like a Happy Madison production fan in general, because there's a the bus driver on that is the Chris Farley bus driver from Billy Madison, like he, <laughs> he's drawn to look exactly like him. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a mall cop in it that's drawn to look exactly like Kevin James as Paul Blart in the Paul Blart Mall Cop movie. So I'm I'm pretty sure, I mean, there's either somebody on the production team that knows them or is just a big fan of them and wants that stuff in their show as well, but. Kik Patrolski is another good show you guys should check out. That's yeah. on, that was on Netflix. Instant the last time I checked as well. So
1: yeah, that's a that, that was a, that was a clever show.
0: Definitely. Uh, and then, what was your recommendation this week? Well,
1: my recommendation actually is an article that that I just read today. It's uh, published uh, on the Forbes magazine website. We'll have a link for you, and it's um, it's about Disney CEO Bob Iger. Talking about Frozen, and and uh, I thought it was very interesting to, to read his reaction about Frozen, but even more than Frozen, it talks about how how the uh, Walt Disney Animation Studio says quote unquote got its mojo back, and uh, talking about some of the moves that Bob Iger made. You know, the, one of the first things that he did when he became CEO of Disney was that he bought Pixar. Was able to mend the relationship with with Steve Jobs and was able to get Pixar as part of the family. And then he put John Lasseter and Ed Catmull over both the Walt Disney animation studios, or, you know, Disney feature animation and Pixar, what they were already running. And it's just taken a while, but, uh, here, you know, we can see particularly with these last three computer generated animated films, Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, and now Frozen that, that, uh, not only have they had financial success, but really, you know, and Bob Iger admits this. I mean, he knows it. That 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 animation is at the heart of of the Walt Disney Company, yeah. and and so it's 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 an interesting article article, and I it's a quick read, but I highly recommend it.
0: Definitely, I, I, th- I think it's pretty cool too. It's, like we've been saying, it's almost like Disney is in a second Disney Renaissance. So. And you guys can pick whatever film you think that started, <laughs> but I I think I'd have to say it probably started around maybe maybe Bolt and maybe a little bit more with with Tangled because I mean Bolt is the first one that like John Lasseter kind of came on with. He came on
1: and and, you, and it had his touch. Yeah, gotcha. and,
0: and like he even like when I remember when he came with that like they redid a lot of the movie, so uh, it'd be interesting. Like I wonder what that movie was like before like he came in to kind of put his little touches on it and it's probably almost to the point for him is he doesn't care like if like monsters university or frozen are nominated he probably doesn't care which one wins since he worked so heavily on both of them but yeah so i mean i want uh that's what i was wondering too like when like like at least with disney since they have two like kind of in it. i guess that'll kind of happen with fox but to, oh, I was
1: thinking the same thing. Because like, Fox's got Blue Sky, Blue Sky and
0: DreamWorks, and to like a, and I guess to a lesser extent, they have the 20th Century Fox animation. Their
1: own, yeah, that they're trying to to get going.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so uh, that's all of our news this week. I hope you guys liked our our news only episode. Uh, it's just about as long as a regular episode, but just all news. Uh, If you guys want to follow us individually on Twitter, where we usually post news as well, or we retweet it from our animation Twitter uh, account, you can follow me at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T.
1: And you can follow me at Stanford Clark.
0: Or you can follow the show at Animated Podcast. Uh, If there's any news you guys think we missed or you want us to talk about on the show or the website, you can feel free to email us at animationfascinationpodcast.gmail.com. You can also visit our site where all that news is at animationfascination.wordpress.com. And you can also like us on On Facebook (laughs) just by searching for Animation Fascination. So I'm our favorite for myself and Sanford Clark. Thank you for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time, guys. Thanks. that played Jacob Lost, Mark, um, name? um, yes, that guy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I do. His name, what the heck, is, his name is Mark. So I'm, I'm looking really forward uh, a lot to this, really forward a lot. <laughs> <laughs>